Hello. Welcome to Podcast 6 of Food Fuel, where education meets empowerment. Welcoming all of you guys on this gorgeous day. Join me, Trina Thornhill, your registered holistic nutritionist and life skills coach, as I talk about various health topics and empower you, my audience, on your wellness journey. Today's topic is histamine is genetic. Okay, so there's so much information out there, and I'm just going to break it down for you because today... I was a little bit frustrated. So bear with me. Growing up, um, having histamine issues involved breaking out hives um, and not understanding what what the what the connection was, and even more importantly, um, internally, I had a lot of um, intestinal issues, which a lot of people have. Um, IBS actually can be linked to, is linked to a histamine response. Ulcerative colitis is linked to a histamine response. You just have to figure out what the trigger is. So there's a misconception out there that histamine intolerance is within your head when actually it's linked to a genetic component, which most people don't know and they're not being educated on. So what ends up happening is a lot of people become incredibly um, led astray. A lot of professionals are telling people that you will outgrow histamine issues. That's absolutely not true. And if you have an allergic response in any way, you have a predisposition to having a histamine genetic component. So let me explain. There are five influential genes that when flipped on can actually make your health worse or make your health better. And what's end up happening is a lot of people are being told that things will go away. It's absolutely not possible. What can happen is you can turn that light switch off and have your health restored, but it's not a matter of treating it like it's going to go away. So most people know about the MTHFR gene and know that's not a swear word. The MTHR, MTHFR gene is heavily involved in the process of methylation, which is responsible for converting homeocysteine into methanine, and a substance the body needs for proper metabolism and muscle growth, which is needed for aglutinin creation. Those with the MTHFR gene mutation have a higher reduced ability to convert folic acid or even folate into the usable form. This means that food choices are incredibly important. What I have found interesting is that if you um, are working with anybody, at least in my experience, the majority of them actually were missing vitamin A, which appears, based on scientific research, to be the precursor to what causes the MTHFR gene. And if you review your prenatal, which you'll find very interesting, is the majority of the prenatals don't either contain vitamin A or they actually don't contain the proper version. It's the retinol version that's actually used. So the animal source is actually used in all the the complete process of vitamin A conversion within the body, especially during um, pregnancy. That is the form that helps give the body the marching orders for the alignment of um, eyes, ears, um, lips, organs internally, and where they're anchored. That's just a few of the things it does. 
So folate, going back to MGHFR, folate is found in many foods, one of the biggest sources being leafy green vegetables. Leafy green vegetables should be an essential part, essential part of your diet if you have the MTHFR gene. It really should be an essential part of your diet anyways because of the vitamins and minerals contained in it. But this, the, um, the green leafy vegetables support the methylation cycle, which supports almost every function in the body from DNA repair to detoxification. So that's pretty substantial. That's a pretty important um, gene that a lot of people... One study said over 80% of the population, but anybody that I've done any nutritional testing with or reviewed, all of them had it. So that's everybody that I've worked with that's done that testing so far. Then you have the DAO gene, which is the um, major enzyme linked in the histamine metabolism and is responsible for ensuring a steady histamine level um, that is required for the balance of numerous chemical reactions taking place in the body. When there's an issue with a person having their bucket full and overflowing, it leads to numerous inflammatory illnesses developing, um, which a lot of people think it's out of nowhere, when in all honesty, it's accumulation. You know, I'm sure um, when you've watched it rain and you see a bucket outside and one drop can drip in there and it depends on how long it's raining and how quickly that bucket fills up and or um, think of it food wise it depends on how often you actually consume those foods that would be then come the inflammatory trigger for you which would increase this as an issue so then you need to be looking for food sources um, typically that can support this and a lot of the supplements that you get are made actually from an animal source which most people can't tolerate so looking at things like um, pea shoots believe it or not have especially when they're little and they're just sprouting have an incredible amount of the DAO enzyme in them that you can use to support you and help with the lowering of um, histamine and then there's the MCM6 gene, which is the regulation of lactase gene. And therefore, the ability to digest lactose is actually found in the adjacent gene called the MCM6 gene. This is located in the small intestine. So if you have an issue with this gene, it will fuel mast cell issues over time. And for those who love milk, even with the, um, the um, active ingredients within milk, the enzyme component, it'll still be inflammatory. Um, so this is an enzyme issue, not a protein issue, which the reason it's included within the information about the uh, five important genes is because that actually fuels inflammation in the intestine. And as a result, a lot of people who have ulcerative colitis, IBS, um, Crohn's also have this genetic component. And um, which means that they can't convert dairy of any kind or the lactase component because this has to do with the um, enzyme, not the protein, which is a completely different topic. But as a result of that, the uh, bowel becomes inflamed. And when that happens, most people are told to remove gluten when they have um, the diagnosis based on those symptoms, when in reality, you need to remove both gluten and dairy in order to help lower the inflammation. So then there is the HLA gene. And since everyone gets two HLA DQ genes, you know, one from the mother and one from their father, a person uh, can have uh, one of many, 
many different gene combinations. Some of these genes um, predisposition a person to celiac disease, while preliminary research uh, indicates other genes may predisposition you to a gluten sensitivity because gluten is actually linked back to this gene. And by consuming it, you flip your switch as well. So yes, folks, gluten sensitivity and intolerance is a real thing. Given all inflammatory illnesses are linked to the HLA gene, this is one that needs to be taken seriously. And most people don't. Um, especially when the media and all other sources have passed on gluten intolerance like something that's in your head. It's a complete, it throws people off and it leads them thinking that they um, are not in tune with their bodies, for one, because if you actually clue in of the inflammation that's caused by gluten, you're ahead of the majority of the population because we're not taught to be in tune with our bodies anymore. So you can see that how foods we eat play a major role in our wellness as they are connected to our genes. The above are just a simple glimpse at how foods are connected to our genes. What we eat either fuels or robs us of all wellness. When I hear people make claims that foods do not play a role in our wellness, I do shudder. Our foods are essential to making sure that the above genes are supported. I mean, can you imagine um, what, what a person would be capable of, of if they were feeding themselves properly? Right? If they were actually empowered to know that XYZ food actually has, you know, a component that is actually creating inflammation for you. And it's much more than um, people realize with even the breakdown that we're given currently. So if you knew that genetically you were predispositioned to having foods inflame you, would you change? Would you actually make the changes that you need to regain your health? Because it is that simple. A lot of people um, don't realize that. Making the simple dietary changes by removing even just dairy and gluten for 90 days can actually be life-changing for a person. It takes 90 days for the blood to rejuvenate, for you to lower the inflammation level, and to start seeing changes. And then as you pare that down, you are going to end up being able to see other things that were fueling your histamine bucket. And then you can address those, especially if you're working with someone who is um, in tune with that or has been working with that. That's something that I get excited over with anybody that I work with. So ways to cope to support your genetic um, breakdown above would be focus on supporting your intestinal health. And that starts with digestion. If anybody jumps right to the intestines, they're missing and not going to fully support you. You have to start with the stomach. And prebiotic foods and avoiding vegetable oils and processed greens, refined sugar, and anti, any antibacterial soaps, as well as any, um, any foods that actually fuel histamine release. So that has to do with kombucha and that has to do with sauerkraut and those types of things. And this is not something that goes away, guys. This is something that when you remove those foods, you lower the inflammation and your body can return to a a restorative state, but it's not something that goes away. So if, if you're working with someone who's telling you that this will be cured, find out if you have the genes that I mentioned to you above and a nutritional test can provide that for you. Um, contact me if you're interested or contact whoever you're working with. Um, it's very simple to get the answers to those questions. 
Avoid toxins in the environment. Those with the MTHFR gene defect have an impaired ability to eliminate toxins. But what's interesting is if you have any of the other genes that were listed above, you're also unable to eliminate those food proteins properly, which will add toxins internally within your body because your lymphatic system will have a harder time to be able to eliminate this as well. Um, not taking folic acid. Folic acid is the synthetic form of folate that cannot be used by those with the MTHFR defect and which can be very toxic. So you really need to review your supplements and if all honesty, all honesty, foods can if your stomach acid is supported properly actually fill in this gap for you so try looking at your diet first before you jump to a supplement because some people can't even handle um, the converted MTHFR um, supplements the methylated they just can't handle it it causes hyperactivity because one is a synthetic form and two the person can't break it down because there's further forms that they end up requiring um, eating leafy greens greens are fantastic kale bok choy swiss chard are just some examples even spinach even though spinach are higher in oxalates but if that's not an issue for you it's fantastic um you don't have to be um chowing down like a goat or a cow in regard to your greens but just adding a small portion per meal is for many people good enough and not eating processed foods eating organic and that's not being a, a food snob that is being a health conscious person. The seeds that are used for most organic um, are not modified and the GMO component within our foods, we cannot use them properly. It's actually contradictory to what our cells need because that's not how our bodies were designed. We were designed not to have a modified food source. And in addition, um, yes, it is common that certain pesticides are used even with organic, but um, it's not heavily as heavily sprayed as those from the GMO crops and are, is more complementary to our body. So remember these guidelines as you are um, getting better in tune with your health and understanding that histamine intolerance and even mast cell issues because mast cells produce histamine they're both linked and it is not something that goes away and the sooner that you address whatever is going on within your body regarding any of these genes that were mentioned and remove them so you can actually get some normalcy back and help your body restore our bodies rejuvenate the organs rejuvenate um, the cells are rejuvenating the lining within our bodies are rejuvenating. Our blood gets scrubbed every 90 days and that lowers your inflammation load. So I hope you enjoyed today's uh, brief breakdown on histamine and the genetic components that fuel it. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a fantastic day.